0: happening. Thank you very much for checking in on my first podcast. Let me just quickly just tell you a little bit about myself right off the top. I am a middle-aged guy here in the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, I basically decided to do this podcast because I initially was a just a rookie amateur YouTuber um, and one of the things I like to do on my YouTube channel was to pretty much uh, just record anything, put out anything, Um, but sometimes I would also rant about random things, like maybe whether it be political, social, sports-related, anything, everything, or whatever's going on around town, and I have noticed in doing that, um, the powers that be at YouTube would decide to go ahead and uh, prevent me from expressing myself, they penalize you for doing that, Um, I guess they, in their infinite wisdom, they'd rather have you um, only speak about certain things, um, you know, that they deem as legitimate in their eyes, I mean, uh, basically a form of fascism, no free speech at all um, was provided on YouTube. So it wasn't really a good form in that regard. So I still do videos, like you know, I'll just you know sometimes I videotape myself volunteering at the at the refuge nearby here, the wildlife refuge, or I'll be at a festival or a sporting event or something that you know interest like that. But when it comes to opinions and things like that of that nature, um, with YouTube if you don't conform to their certain guidelines, i guess you want to say well, uh they'll just pretty much annex you. So, i figured, you know, how am i going to actually ventilate about some of the things i see on tv, you know, in the news or i read in my my paper? I figured, well, why not a podcast? So, here i am. I'm doing a podcast. It's called Dan, and that's right, my name is Dan. Uh, You can call me Dan, Daniel. Um, But I won't tell you my last name. I won't tell you exactly where I am located. I would just say that I am in the East Bay here in the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, And if this turns out to be a good thing, over time maybe I will hook up a phone number, where I can actually answer voicemails from uh, listeners like you on certain subject matters. And one of the things I wanted to talk about that really I woke up to this morning, and it is Monday morning, September sixteenth, two 2019, I woke up, and one of the things I like to do is grab my morning paper, and yes, I still... Get a newspaper, a printed newspaper, delivered to me. Um, I'm a printer by trade, so it's just kind of in my nature uh, to have printed work. I, I mean, I I used to be a paper boy, you know. If you guys even remember, if you're old enough to remember that that job, uh, but I do enjoy the the good old printed newspaper. And one of the things uh, I was going through today's headlines and. I looked through the East Bay Times newspaper and that's part of the Bay Area News Group and I believe they have other similar newspapers through the Bay Area News Group um with Contra Costa County and Peninsula uh, but this is the East Bay Times and one of the one of the things I want to get into real quickly uh I wanted to talk about YouTube and their their form of censorship upon you know people like me that have very on-the-fence type of rants um, regarding, you know, political issues and social issues, um, as well as conservative issues that are being pretty much censored. Uh, If you're not a liberal, you're pretty much going to either be demonetized, if not suspended, and or basically blacklisted off of YouTube. Um, so I wanted to talk about that, but one of the things that kind of stuck out in front of me in today's paper was an article in regards to um, basically um, tenants, and, and the title is Tenants Squeezed Out of Quote Unquote Affordable Units, um, and I went through this pretty quickly, but the gist of it, I'll, I'll try to get it into. I'll try to put it out there in brief context. It seems now, as you know, here in the Bay Area, especially in the Bay Area, in all of in America, we have a housing crisis. We have a homeless crisis. Um, we have an economic crisis. Many, many of you say, "Well, you know, it's the economy is doing really well. What could be really going wrong?" Well, you know, we got this big push of homelessness going on, um, especially in Oakland and San Francisco, as well as in San Jose, Sacramento, and all the way up and down California, LA, San Diego, you name it, they've got the problem. But this article, this kind of is, a, a little more of a suburban, uh, a suburban take on, on the whole homeless crisis. And, and let me just kind of briefly jump through this article. I won't read the whole thing as it is pretty long. But I'm kind of thumbing through it. Just to start it off. Basically, this is out of Hayward, California, and it's in the East Bay. And uh, like I said, the t- the, the, uh, the Title of the article is Tenants Squeezed Out of Quote Unquote Affordable Units. Uh and, and right off the top it just says the intention was good uh, to create more affordable housing to help people living in the cars and on the streets and to get a roof over their heads amid the bears, you know, sky high rents. And uh Hayward officials were told as many as half of the tenants could be forced to leave if the city allowed. And I will I will leave the name of the group um and the apartment complex. Uh, out of it because I don't want to get sued by these people, but it isn't. It is in the article. But this particular group uh, was to convert um, uh, these apartments in Hayward uh, to affordable housing. Uh, but the, the, the substantial displacement that followed has taken them aback. Um, so far, about 106 people, or about 65. of the apartment complex's residents have packed up and left after failing to meet the property's low-income eligibility requirements, according to one tenant. Never mind that they paid less than so-called affordable rents before the renovation. And uh, this one person... I don't I, like again. He's in his he's seventy one. He basically said right off the top, all they did was displace people who was lived at the apartments uh, for, He's lived at the apartments for nine years, and the city was complicit in the whole thing. Um, it seems that the city council of Hayward asked staff to review what had went wrong with the sixty eight unit complex, which is now deed restricted to low and very low income households for 55 years and report back in a few weeks. It's uh, so right off the top. That's a big red flag for I me. Mean, I'm just jumping through. I don't mind. Um, meanwhile, many of the tenants who remained are frustrated that the rent below market rate for many years has now jumped despite the low income requirements. And so the count, this councilman, Francisco Zermino, excuse me if I mispronounce his last name is Zermino, uh, said at Tuesday's meeting that that's not what I had in mind when I voted for this. We thought re- we thought the group, I almost slipped and said a name, the group was going to do something positive. Uh, um... There's a woman here seventy six said she's now paying four hundred thirty nine dollars more a month for her two bedroom unit under the new management uh, and so the woman goes on to say, "Do you know what I call this?" <laughs> she sat you know in her apartment she's being interviewed uh elder abuse so she's she's feeling good that... so basically what happened this group came in there and they they went into this apartment complex the whole idea was to convert apartments into low and uh, f- for extremely low residents and help with the housing crisis the homeless issues they have but in turn the people that already live there and many of them as like i stated are elderly they're being forced out onto the street uh because the renovations are not free and so they had went ahead in this particular group. I, I don't know, I really want to say the name of this group because maybe, you know, they should be called out on on what's going on. Um but they jacked up her rent. $439. I, I just thought that would end. So basically here's my here's my take on it. Uh, let me see if there's anything more before I even go on it further so I don't miss misspeak on this whole thing. Uh, basically, she goes on to say, where will I go? She's lived at the, the complex for 13 years. There's no place affordable, including in the city of Hayward. And the president of the group told... Uh, well, I'll just go ahead and say the What the hell? I doubt they're going to hear me. The name of the group is the, uh, the Reliant Group. And so the president of the Reliant Group told the council that 97% of the units are now occupied by people who are low-income and that the complex has gotten solar panels and other upgrades. The work estimated at $3 million also includes new windows, kitchen cabinets, lighting, and plumbing in some units. Uh, And he goes on to say, I build, I renovate, and I operate affordable housing for the neediest people in our country. Uh, and so the mayor of Hayward goes on and says, um, There's not basically the mayor, Barbara Halliday, H-A-L-L-I-D-A-Y, said that the city likely can do little to help those who have moved out. Uh, quoting, she says, It isn't going to be put back together by anything we can do or anybody can do at this point. Well, basically, so, okay, I, I think we get the whole... The whole thing here. What now? These these politicians, these elected officials, these tax-paid people that are going around, and, and what they're doing is they're playing with numbers. They're playing with people's livelihoods. Um, this is this is liberal politics at its worst, in my opinion. This is people that are, basically what they did was they took people, and and, and, and by the way, before I go further, there is a woman that's on, they have a picture of, and she's not an elderly woman, she seems to be, she, I won't give out her name, but I mean, these are people that are just getting by, trying to get by, right, they're in their 70s. They're on a fixed income. We can only assume they're on a fixed income. Uh, I'm sure they don't have a lot of money in the bank, or they wouldn't be living in an apartment, right? But they're—they've lived there for you know one gentleman stated he was there for nine. This lady says, what thirteen years, I believe. And they're being their rent got jacked up, and they're being forced out into the street with no options. The city did not help them. The city tax-paid elected officials decided it was a good idea to allow this group to take over, to create, to renovate this apartment complex, to provide nice, new, clean, renovated apartments for people off the streets and move them in, but at the same time jacking up the the rent on the people that already reside there for damn near a decade or more. Now, all you're doing there is creating a revolving door. And when that one gentleman says he considers it elder abuse, I absolutely agree. It is a form of elder abuse. I mean, if the city was going to sit there with this master plan of getting people off the street and helping people, all you did was you took, let's be realistic, probably more younger people off the street, I mean, they're young compared to elderly people. They're younger, and you just put them in their apartments and push the elderly people into who knows where where they're going to go. Um, it's a revolving door. It's a it's a numbers game uh, that they do, and and shocking to see that they uh, spent three million dollars to do this. On top of that, now I don't think when you you know I hear comments like, uh, well, there's little likely we can do about it now. You know, a council member says something like that. Well, what the hell were you thinking in the first place? I mean, you should have had some sort of uh, plan for these people to be moved out. So I, I find that a really, you know, listen, let's be realistic. I, I'm just going to say it right off the top, you know, about uh, 11 years ago, I was the working poor I faced homelessness, I, would, I was on the streets for 16 years and each and every day I was on the streets for 16 years. I was working because I had responsibilities uh, and it costed me my living situation, but I had to take care of my children and I won't go into too much detail of that. But living on the streets, if you're not working to survive. And you're not using resources that are available out there too, because they're back in my day, there were no uh, nonprofits like there are today in the Bay Area. Nonprofits are all over; they're popping up more than just regular careers. I mean, nonprofits and probably tech jobs are the only two type of careers you're going to get in the Bay Area. And there were no resources back then, so you literally had to work your ass off, or you were going to die, or you're just going to have to move somewhere into Middle America just to survive. And so, you got a lot of people out here these days, and they're faced with mental illness, drug addiction, alcohol addiction. I see it firsthand. I've met. I, in fact, I still see the same people out there that decide by choice that they want to live on the street. You know, but there's a lot of that going on. And if people, you know, I get outreach. I understand that wholeheartedly. But when you do something, it. When you do something like this, you really have to have a plan B. You have to think about the people you are affecting. Now, a lot of again, and now let me get back to my original thought. The reason you're pulling just pulling people off the streets to keep the numbers, the homeless numbers down, but you're creating homeless numbers at the same time. So you're really not making any type of impact. You're just kind of playing the numbers game. You're you're saying, well, we're taking people off the street, but they're not telling you. They're at the same time they're creating homeless people, and on top of that, people that are being infected here in this particular circumstance are people that are elderly, that are in their seventies, and that's what triggered me. I'm like, you know, I, you know, and these people that come off the streets, and God bless it, there's there's people out there that have really got caught up in this whole economic mess that the Bay Area has created, that our politicians have basically uh, created by allowing big tech to come in and jack up everything. And many of these people are blue-collar workers, middle-class America, that basically have been kicked to the curb to allow these, you know, big spenders to come in and just do, do this, do exactly this. This kind of stuff. And, uh... You know, a lot of these people they go from homeless to hopeless, and you know they become drug addicted, um, alcohol, you know, dependent, you know, just to forget their miseries, you know. And in turn, that creates even more of a a, a a question of mental health, and so it becomes even harder for them to to be case managed, you know, because that's what they need, and that's why we're seeing this explosion of nonprofits going on. It's just a revolving hot mess. That's going on in the barrier Area that I'm just kind of... And when I read this article, I was just... My God, I mean, you're not... You know, you got these these city officials. They're sitting there. Well, we thought it was going to be a good idea. But, oh, well, what the hell, you know, we're we'll just... Oh, well, there's nothing we can do about it now, you know. Meanwhile, you got some poor lady or some poor guy in his 70s hoping, hoping their kids... We'll take them in until they can find, you know, maybe a retirement community or something they can, you know, rest their head in, you know. And, it, you know, and it angers me that we, we as taxpayers, property owners, business owners, we pay these, eventually these guys get paid off our dime to to not create problems. They're supposed to solve our problems. They're supposed to help solve problems. Not create problems, you know, and that's kind of the smokescreen we're getting in this particular case. Is it's just this, you know? Oh yeah, we're taking people off the street. They're not case managed. They need to be, you know, you know, if they're drug or alcohol addicted, they need to go into a program first before you could just slap them into a home. You know, I've. I'm witnessing that right right nearby where I live, where they're just p- pulling people off the street, slamming them into housing to say, okay, you know, they tell they tell the government, they tell the state, hey, hey, Gavin Newsom or whoever they talk to, oh, okay, well, we're solving the problem. People are getting off the street. But then again, you've still got people that are just jacked up in the head or jacked up on drugs and alcohol. And it really doesn't solve the problem. It just, it, it, it pretty much, you're just hiding the problem. You're just kind of sweeping it under the rug, so to say. And so, you know, I'm really angry at the fact, I guess I'll just kind of finish off on this whole thing with, you know, I'm just angry to see how we have these type of elected officials that really don't take the time to think about what they're doing, you know, with people. So, I kind of just want to end on, you know, I, I mean, let's really think about I mean, people should be outraged. Let's be honest. I mean, it's a horrible story. I hope this story gets some more attention because it, it, it's 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 really sad to see how they're handling these type of things. Okay, well, I'm just going to kind of end on that. Um, I wish I had set up a voicemail where somebody can call in and voice their opinion on that. I will just leave that for you guys to ponder on. Okay, at this point, I am going to take a break. I can't believe I ran it for about 20 minutes. Now, I'll tell you, if I was on YouTube, I definitely would have been they this video would have probably been thrown off. Uh, they wouldn't want me to say anything negative toward these type of politicians. But, I mean, that's, it's, it's what's going on. Not just here in Hayward or in the East Bay. It's going on uh, basically, all around the Bay, if not through California. And I'm pretty sure it is happening in L.A., because, I mean, have you seen Row lately? I mean, that's a whole... I mean, they're talking about the bubonic plague going on. they got rats running around here, diseased up, and, you know, just people just... You know, and, and that's another rant I can go on. This promise of utopia by idiots like Gavin Newsom that, that are promising... Californians yet. It's, oh, it's all going to be gravy. Everybody's going to have free this and free that. And, you know, we're hearing that already in our political environment. Uh, and you, now you're getting a lot of people from other parts of the country that are saying, whoa, shit, man, maybe California's the place to go. Let's go to California. Now, I think that's where the boom started. I mean, besides, you know, the late mayor, Ed Lee, how he was kicking around the homeless during the Super Bowl when well, the Super Bowl was in town. That's another talk talking point but i mean that's what's going on people are saying hey you know i mean that's what in fact i have a friend in portland oregon he's lived up there now for over 20 years and i talk to him all the time on the phone i've lived up there for a couple of years and it wasn't as bad as when i was up there than it is now back then they had resources for a lot of the people but now when you have places like portland and san francisco or you know LA and these people get winded. Hey, there's tons of resources, free stuff. We're going to make it. And, you know, we don't have to do a damn thing. Let's go move there. Boom. Guess what's going to happen? They're going to come here and you're going to start, you know, look at free tents from nonprofits and they're going to start building these unsafe shanties. And next thing you know, you got rats, diseases, crime, and a lot, and other people are just going to become hopeless and turn to drugs and alcohol, and it'll be hard for them to be dependent on their own, and they'll have to be dependent upon idiots like what's going on with the city of Hayward, those elected officials. So shame on them for not even taking the time to think about this um, before they voted on this, and now not even to help these people. That's what angers me. Okay, that's enough. I'm looking at the clock, 24 minutes of rant. So if you weren't bored by this, God bless you. Because I think, you know, if I wasn't too, you know... <laughs> I probably would have been bored by this if I didn't really care. But, I you know, I care about this kind of stuff. So thank you very much for listening. You know, I'm going to take a little brief break. And uh, I'll get back to a few more minutes, uh, just a couple more minutes of a follow-up. And I'm going to end my first podcast here. And again, my name is Daniel, and this is my station, my channel, my podcast, World of Dan. Thanks for checking in. Hey there, guys! Welcome back. Okay, I'll try to make this as quick as possible because I know I ran 25 minutes. Housing is uh, But real quickly, I just kind of want to give a little shout-out to in sports that what happened yesterday, Sunday, with the Raiders and Niners, I'm just going to give a quick, very super quick test um, on the outcomes of their games. I mean, 49ers, I mean, did you see the score that they laid out on, on uh, Cincinnati Bengals? I mean, that's that is just... Pretty, pretty amazing, what they had done. They ended up blowing them out, forty-one to seventeen. Um, so good for them, you know. Good for them. Um, I'm not a Niners fan by any means. I am a Raiders fan, and that's a whole another issue. If you've seen my any of my videos, I, <laughs> I really rant about when the moment the Raiders, uh. went to, decided to go to Vegas. And that really upset me. I I videotaped myself. I ended up just taking everything down and packing everything. up. It's I look back at the video and I kind of laugh at myself doing that. But I got a lot of flack from it from a lot of Raider fans out there in YouTube land, so... Yeah. I won't go into a rant about the Raiders, at least not for the moment, except for the fact that yesterday... They were on a run. The first, the, the first quarter, they were they were they were looking pretty good, ten nothing, and then all of a sudden, out of thin air, Mahomes, the quarterback for KC, lights it up in the second, and the Raiders just never recovered. They they never scored one point after that, and they just he got like four, what was it, four touchdowns. <laughs> just in the second, and the defense just kind of shut them down, and so the Raiders looked absolutely ugly. No bueno. No bueno for the Raiders yesterday. Mucho, or muy bueno for the 49ers yesterday, but the Raiders did uh, lose 28-10, to so that was week two. Um, A's. Looking good, six straight, I believe. Let me see what the final. I don't have that right off, right off the top. I'm looking around here in the paper, but I believe they are like a well, they could be a game and a half up in the wild card race. Because last I checked in the paper, it was a half game. But yeah, they did a they did a pretty good number. Ace looking really good. During the Rangers with the 6-1 victory in Arlington. So that, that's pretty good. I'm glad to see that. We probably, um hopefully, hopefully we'll see them in the postseason. So that's about it. Um, I'm gonna end this real quick. Well, I shouldn't say quick. I did burn your ear for 26 minutes, 25 minutes. But I do want to let you know that I do um, talk about other things than just the homeless issues and political um, and social. I do talk about sports or I do talk about this or that or anything that kind of just jumps right at me. Especially the first thing in the morning when I have coffee. That's the best time I should basically <laughs> do these podcasts because I really ramble when I'm on the coffee. After that, I'm like, yeah, you'd probably be surprised if you met me during the rest of the day. I'd probably be boring your ass off. So... That being said, thank you guys. If you had an opportunity to come across my podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. Uh, I don't know this will be an everyday thing, but I would like it to be um, as time goes on. But it just its not a place for me to vent. And, you know, that being said, if you do like my podcast, I believe you can subscribe. I don't know where this will be found. I'm new to this whole thing. But if you like to check out some of my random videos or my rants and raves and, you know, maybe even see me volunteer or some of the festivals, some of the crazy festivals I've been to, I've recorded some pretty crazy people too. But i got a lot of car shows in there and just random stuff. You can find me on YouTube at World of Dan. All in one One word, capital W-O-R-L-D, capital O-F, capital D-A-N, all together. World of Dan, and subscribe, go look around my channel, give it a thumbs up, share, like, all that other good stuff they say. And that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for checking into my very first podcast, my pilot podcast. So, I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks again.